Once again, the intro music almost cracked the guest off. <laughs> but, what? And now that is not uh, that's not Greg chuckling. I know we've gotten a lot of letters about that. But hey, Greg. This, hey, you, you can't can... say that. <laughs> but, Hi, guest. And who you be? And wait, wait. Hey, it's my thing, dude. My hands oh, I'm are literally sorry. my hands are literally I'm, on fire I'm, being so close to this talent. I, I get a little over anxious yeah. sometimes. And I'm not only are my hands on fire being close to this talent plug, but I'm getting, but I'm getting butterflies because this talent. I mean, that's what she is—a true artist. I would call her music sort of ethereal. Maybe she'll say I'm wrong, or I'm just, but. It's just it's something where it's another. It's a cornucopia of all these things you've heard, but she makes it her own, and we're very thrilled to have Sally Louise on. Hey, yay! Yeah, thank you for having me. Notice yeah. how I got the good puns in about your album. I know, gosh, but I like I can't pay someone to do that. That's great. So how long did it, how long did it take you to come here from Oregon? Oh, uh, how did you know that? <laughs> actually, you stole my question. I was gonna. <laughs> you did oh, research. They know way too much. They know way too much about me. Uh, I'm sh- wait a second. You, you did research. <laughs> no, I was talking to her earlier. I do my prep. Oh, yeah, you're like man. one of those faith healers who has people on. It's like, oh, what's bothering you? Oh, I can really walk. I'm in a wheelchair. Oh, you're gonna walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. It took a uh, god twenty. 24, 25 years to get to yeah, Rochester. See, we, we book in advance, folks, so you yeah. really got a plan to be on this yeah, what, show. Actually, what brought yeah. you to our somewhat semi-fair city, semi-happy oh, valley? Yeah, <laughs> semi-happy valley. Uh, <laughs> that sounds very dirty. Uh, <laughs> you know what that's from, right? Yeah, like, you're was, a little yeah. too young. Well, right, um, I have parents, you know. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure, I'll say yes. Um, uh, no, I, I came out here because I was pursuing opera, and I started my grad degree at Eastman after doing it for about 10 years. Kept putting it off. And then finally um, got my arm twisted enough times to be like, you need to go to grad school. And so I applied and it's kind of a pipe dream. Got into like this school that's very prestigious, has very limited right. spots. So I came here for that uh, about three years ago. And then uh, a year later, not even, I dropped out. I just decided it wasn't for me anymore and uh, went on it to start figuring out what I'm doing now, which is my full-time job, which is crazy to say that now, which I love. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. thing. It's like yeah. Eastman is a challenging place. It's I mean, a, you have yeah. to really, it's kind of cultish, if I can oh, use that yeah. word. <laughs> I always think yeah. there's different, like... <laughs> it's a strong word, but it's a good word. You know, this is my own yeah. view, like I've done stuff and dabbled in things, is that some people, they're good, they need teaching, and they want something structured, but however you use to get to that end is like the individual. Yeah. Maybe it's better... For like somebody like who just does not fit in that mold. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to like I'm just speaking on my personal experience, right? Like I oh, can't we have put that RPO down to people on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I, say, I I I gotta say, like classical music is a very like distinct has a distinct path as far as musicians go. Most musicians just kind of like wing it and figure their way, but in classical music, that's the most like uh, straightforward path as an artist that you could potentially go uh it's the most straightforward similar to like i want to be a doctor so i'm going to go to school and then to med school and then residency then internship and then i'm a doctor and, and, I remember, and like yeah. classical music is very similar to that i remember like path. one of the things like some places like in grad they take school, it very serious yeah. Yeah. yeah and the thing in grad school was like you would try to get in some of these classes and you had to take the one before yeah. so everybody so you couldn't get in so you couldn't take the upper one <laughs> god yeah so i i don't know it's it's very much the thing that really bugged me was not the um singing itself I, I will say though like it was so 
everyone there is just very critical. You're paying people to critique you all the time, which is like part of the deal. But right. the other part I felt like that I was really unhappy with was I felt like I was paying to people please. Like everyone had a different opinion. Everyone thought that an artist should be a certain way, and I never fit that mold. <laughs> I got so, yeah. actually discouraged. It's amazing people. they have a jazz yeah. program. It took them years to get yeah, a jazz. Program. And I would think yeah. that's almost, and I'm probably totally wrong, but that's almost the opposite of like classical because classical it's like a structure. You're telling a story. The end hits the beginning, like it sort of goes in jazz is free form. Yeah, which is hilarious that they make it academic now. Right. Considering it's like origins. I don't know. We're much you know. more like jazz than like <laughs> classically. Well, that's why I went to Nazareth, so if I yeah, to say. Yeah, there you, go. you know what I would do? I had like some friends and like, we want to really study classical music. I'm like, cool. Oh, you want to watch a movie with me? Here, we'll watch Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. We'll watch the you know, I stayed away from education. that movie just because I just don't want to see a Every a, musician a mean friend hate and actually <laughs> Kyle Vach was the one who said he critiqued it for him and he said, like, okay, number one, that guy would have got canned. Right. Oh yeah. But number two, oh, like yeah. he said nobody would ever do that like in a show where they purposely try to screw you yeah. up. Or anything yeah. else? No, there are probably now, some Charlie, sadistic teachers. Well, Charlie Mingus came. I had a came, couple of them. Not at Eastman before. I Charlie, had a couple. Charlie Mingus came after some guy with an axe. I guess. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh Charlie god! <laughs> yeah, well, Mingus. So, so let me character. ask you a quick question, and, yeah. then, and then I'll let Rob spiel on him because I just have a couple of. Yeah. So, the opera background. Mm-hmm. How do you find? Did that prep you better? Not at all. Or completely different animal than soloing or playing in a band, or or, or do you feel that the ensemble thing is about the same or what anything? Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say like having a classical music background, just like no, if you if you can know something deeply and um, thoroughly, you're going to have a better appreciation for it. Right. You're going to be more well versed in it. You're going to just be able to be a better musician. Period. You'll like understand the why behind it. Okay. Um, and I will say, as far as like classical music goes, specifically classical vocal music, um, like being in auditions and these high stakes, high pressure scenarios as a vocalist, where like you are intrinsically tied to your instrument emotionally and right. mentally and all that stuff, and you're very stressed out, um, you are really cool under pressure, um, and you learn how to basically. Um, brand yourself, or you're able to brand yourself better than, I guess, a lot of singer-songwriters out there, or other, um, doesn't matter what genre of, like, some sort of popular music besides classical. He um, loves Billie Eilish. So. Like, uh. like... <laughs> <laughs> That's our <laughs> joke here. That's our joke. Well, it's like... <laughs> She's an anomaly. She's I don't an understand the rise to fame, like, okay? Everybody mistakes <laughs> me for Taylor Swift because we share the same birthday. Oh, ah, <laughs> there you go. December 13th. But, right. um, I Continue. will say... I know, wow, you knew my birthday. You're oh, psychic. Yeah, I'm I will say, I will say uh, that being able to present yourself with that um, professionalism and then like adding that extra like freedom after you've like gotten out of the classical world of being like, this is myself too. Um, you're able to dial in like how to be cool under pressure, how to present yourself well and um, be more authentic while still like creating a very like approachable Brand, I guess, yeah, of an sense. artist. It's it just sounds like, it like somebody who takes bio 101 after working with E.O. Wilson for 10 years. Like, you can't have that experience. Because I've always said, no, like, I know yeah, what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. And I get it. Because I always said, like, like I would talk about reading Ulysses by Joyce. And I said, unless, okay, unless you're like 30 or above, you've read The Wasteland, you've read all these things, the Iliad, the Odyssey, oh, yeah, the whole thing, where you've come the different way. Because a lot of ways, I've always thought, like, 
music progresses itself. I used to call them gateway drugs. You would start off. Nick Lowe, because for me, I always said, because Nick Lowe was accessible, but he's pop, but he's punk. Yeah. And my big thing was I used to have I had a brother played in a band and he always like the first thing I ever heard for classical was Masagorsky pictures at an exhibition. Mm. And so I was exposed young and then I read Lives of the Great Composers. Yeah. Which is a great book besides knowing they're all lunatics about <laughs> except for like except for Handel and I, I think, think what's funny is that some of those letters have been set to music by a guy named Dominic Argento, who I believe is actually an Eastman alum. Oh. Um but Funny story, kind of in this vein. Um, when you say it's the gateway drug, like I started, Uh-oh. I see, I know, right? Yeah, I started doing. Yeah, we're not talking about shrooms, y'all. <laughs> we're talking about, um, I like when I was in high school. So I did a lot of instruments growing up. My parents wanted me to be like a very well-rounded person, so they said, like, you know, pick an instrument. We'll, you know, take you, you know, give you lessons. And um, so I did like violin, and then I was like, I'm. Just, that instrument's too high strung. You want to co-host? <laughs> no, yeah, I'll co-host. Oh yeah, give me that <laughs> mic. Um, <laughs> but um, and piano and guitar and whatnot. And like I just tried like different um, instruments and eventually really really wanted to do voice. And I always loved to do make up songs um, with my friends and like actually write. So I've been doing it for a long time, writing a lot of bad songs for a long time. No, but like the the gateway drug for me no. um, with voice specifically was musical theater. I wanted to be on Broadway, that whole thing. Right. Um, and as a kid from rural Oregon. And it was like, wow, New York. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, and so, <laughs> That's a question I have to ask now. Where are you actually from in Oregon? Uh, Bend, Oregon. It's like it, Oregon is a square, and you have the mountains just like to the west of center. And then Do you know Bend anything is about right Portland? Uh, yeah, it's not my. It's like my least favorite place. But the only question, no, the only question, no, it's funny. This is the reason I ask. Okay, yeah, okay. I've had friends who moved there. It's like a mythical and land. I mean, yeah. no, but I've had friends who moved there who said it's like Rochester Part Two. Is it or no? Not no, at all. no. I don't think so. See, I feel I've like heard it's too. People... It's, it's strange in a way. I'm like y'all are. When they say keep Portland weird, they really fucking mean it. Not like, Austin, <laughs> yeah. Like really mean it. Yeah. Well, I've never been to Austin. But I, I know my friend Caitlin moved there like last year, and <laughs> because she's a comic book artist, and I guess there's like a comic book community. Oh, I can believe that. Yeah. So yeah. and like dark, not Dark Horse is Wisconsin, but so she moved there. But I've always heard that it's like Portland's like Rochester. It's like I've heard. What that's? Why'd you call any like thing Rochester two? That's Rochester two <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that, but I will say uh, like I, I I grew up in the desert. Most of Oregon is a desert, and oh, so um, I thought it was like woods and fishing and all. that Oh, well, like yeah, there's woods for sure, but like I like a high desert, so a high elevation desert. There's still like we really? still get snow and rain, and we, there's <clears throat> deserts and stuff, but like or not deserts, but forests and things like that. But it's just like not humid in the summer, and there's no bugs in the summer. <laughs> that's Whoa. the difference. So we still we're on the same latitude as yeah. Here, I mean, I know so. the one the horsters like when I was. In Minnesota, I saw bugs that could take your car away. Oh, God. <laughs> I played in uh, Prescott, Arizona, and it snowed up there because that's hot. Oh, yeah, Prescott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 otherwise, yeah. the thing I've heard like about Arizona is hot. It is hot, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in uh, the uh, mid to southern part. But, yeah, there's high elevation deserts all over the West Coast. Hmm. And especially, like, I went to school in Utah for my undergrad, and, like, that is also a high elevation desert. Yeah. And um, I, I miss it. I really do. I mean, that's what I'm born and raised on. But I will I will say it's taken, it's taken me three years, but I'm now used to Rochester summers. Um, I'm not used to the bugs still, but um, well, I, I can deal the, with the humidity. I had the so. good con. My friend right. came up to play from Nashville, and she, like, did a Zoom with us. And she came up here, and the first thing she says to me is, like, Rob, you're right, it's fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, when it was, like, 30 here. Yeah, you're like, she oh, it's in, tropical. She drove, so she stayed in Erie, and all she did was complain about the weather the oh, whole yeah, time. I don't blame her, though. Like, after being in Nashville for so long, it's so temperate. Well, she's from England, so she should oh, know. Oh, what? But, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. That's but funny. I think we all we all we all draw what we know though. Like so if I was gonna go to a city like when I went to Ottawa saw that great jazzers with that known jazz band Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> I love but, them guys. Yeah, but Jazz Fest. Jazz <laughs> yeah, well, but I parked downtown Ottawa. The arrangements are pretty out there. There are time signatures and stuff. Greg will defend anybody like that. Well, I mean yeah, they're I jazzy in the in the in the respect that they go outside you the box. You say Captain Beefheart is too. I didn't <laughs> you know, that. But it, like downtown Ottawa, like if you go by the water, it's like built along the water. That no, but if you park downtown Ottawa, you think you're in Rochester. How funny. Yeah. I heard Austin is like Rochester, if people say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I will say I've lived in a lot of different places, and um, Rochester is a place that I didn't expect to like be ever. <laughs> like yeah, here we are, and I really love it. Like, it's I'm, like, like the Spanish here. Inquisition. Nobody like expects yeah. to come to Rochester. I know, yeah. But <laughs> I've I don't lived know. away I many yeah. times, and I always come. It's like they bring me back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a city without a lot of the trappings of the city. Yeah, exactly. It, it feels like my hometown before all the Californians moved there. It's yeah. really like the difference. I lived in L.A. for a while, and that was Ew, like, I'm oh, sorry. I'm still so me, sorry man. I'm out. He still wanted, I guess, like he offended some Indonesian diplomat who's got a bounty on him. Oh my God! What? I got into I got into a fender bender <laughs> on the one hundred and one. I got into a fender bender on the one hundred and one. Oh no! I was going very slowly with the wrong person, and I was looking at a map or something like a dumbass. But I bumped into this guy because we were just crawling along, mm-hmm. and he had diplomatic plates, government plates, and I, his wife gets out and starts yelling and screaming. And he was pretty calm, but she was just freaking out of her mind. And so, luckily, it was a rented car. So, I mean that. The rental place took care of it all, but it was he was an Indonesian diplomat from the Whoa. consulate. So just watch when you leave the Nokomoto Dragons. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So it's like my luck, to, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness! But in terms of like now, I tried guitar, but I fretted too much trying to play. I gotcha. ha, 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 but ha. now, did, did your parents recommend the instruments, or did they like sell and oh, play no. us? Sell they were so us. they you were want, s- like yeah. you pick what you want because I always say. Instruments, for some reason, except if you're a drummer, you just hit things like Greg. <laughs> but uh, I always say they sort of like, because we had like a, a nickel harpa player on. I was like, how? Oh, Alyssa, yeah. Everybody knows her. She's like, like the one. I never heard There's of only her. one nickel harpa yeah. player in all of Rochester, and it's yeah. Alyssa. Yes. She's great. Yeah, yeah she, I think her. Yeah. But it's like, I always said, like, how does, like, that would be like, okay, the nickel harpa did you like? It did you sort of know? Did you dabble around before you found guitar? Or did you, oh like, man! You said violin. Yeah, I mean, like I, my parents were really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my parents were really supportive, and they just wanted me to like pick something I loved and would want to pursue for a while, and like just to learn music. My dad, my dad has always has played piano since he was like four, and my mom, you know, dabbled in like violin, and my brother also played other instruments, and so they just really wanted to instill uh, at, at the very least appreciation for music so um right. i got to pick what i wanted and That's good. i only took like a handful of lessons over the course of a year of guitar and ever and that was in high school i don't remember and so only in recent years like i've picked the guitar back up and it's been mostly just self-taught so, so i've always liked i always like like the option well you want to try an instrument try it. now if it's not your thing don't hope nobody force you to keep doing it try something else yeah, yeah. You, know, you, I, know, you ever get like those parents? You're gonna play piano. No, it's like, like oh my god! Just like if that's not for you, like not everyone is a, is inclined towards string instruments or brass. Or well, I had that. Like, my mom was like, "You're gonna learn to play piano." I go, "Okay, you can hear me play it." Oh, you don't have to play it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I took methods classes at school. That, right? yeah. yeah, and that really that does give you an appreciation of how difficult some oh, things I'm are. Oh, I'm sure. I uh, you know. the I, the only the closest I ever got to playing a brass instrument though is the, in high school. The band teacher was like, "We really need French horn players." Sally, can you play French horn? I'm like. 
I don't know, but I could try. I can't do an embouchure to save my life. So, right. right. <laughs> well, you talked about it. And I know. Come on, you're just being humble, like about yeah. bad songs and stuff. When did you get started writing and everything? Um, when I well, when I was in middle school, my best friend was like, "Sally, let's be like Taylor Swift and write songs." And so, <laughs> so we started writing songs together. And there's a lot of bad songs. I do have one song when I, I wrote when I was 14 that like I would actually say is pretty good. And I'm like actually surprised. Um, but that was the only one that survived that whole period of time from middle school through high school i did some songwriting just as a hobby in college every now and then and then i went years without writing anything and then like i got to rochester and in that first year of my degree i um started writing a ton of songs um i was not happy with where i was with my degree and my career i was not happy in this i was in an unfortunately an abusive relationship at the time um and so like uh, unfortunate to go through it, but also a lot of great songwriting material came out of it. Right. Um, and then uh, we all oh, know yeah. what happened March 2020. And so, like, I just decided to. Um, we not... don't use that I did, word. I, did, I just. I, we don't. That's why I said. Yeah, the killer bees arrived. But anyway, no, I uh, like, you know, everything, all the classes went on Zoom and it's a performance degree. So, like, I didn't give a shit about these classes anymore. I was like, right. I can't yeah. sing in front of anyone anymore. So, like, I would wake up at 10 a.m. I'd like put my computer on, like, with the Zoom in the background, mute myself and turn off my camera I wouldn't pay attention to class and I would instead be like researching how to record and like fussing ah. around with my microphone and like because <laughs> I spent 10 years learning how to sing without a microphone and right. so all this recording equipment is like very foreign I had oh, no I idea how to, of that. That's yeah. It, yeah and so I was like I, I have all these songs and like music at least classical music is like really dying right now um, uh, for the foreseeable future so I might as well like figure out a way to like make music enjoyable for me again because I was really hating singing um and i was really i felt like i was eastman made me feel and think i was a bad singer because i wasn't a favorite in the program and i wasn't someone getting picked for things and like doing uh, like getting kudos or anything i was just like oh yeah you're here to to you're just here because you're paying us like uh, that's what i felt like i hated it um and so i'm really glad i got that situation and rekindle the love of music by like just diving into yeah. an aspect of music i have Sometimes never you're done too much of an individual yeah. too that's i yeah. got some of that when i was at nazareth a little bit like yeah. well you'd be good on drum set but i don't know if you'd make it and so, you know, classical yeah. thing. or It's like, okay, so that's what I'll concentrate on because that's all I'm really here for anyway. Yeah, and like do what you're, <clears> do, <throat> you know? do, you know, do what you're good at, you know, and um, strengthen your strengths. It should be and... fun in a way, too. You should oh enjoy God, it. Yeah. Especially because you have to put so much work in if it's like yeah. work. It's called playing it for should be, Yeah, for exactly. I mean, like <laughs> now, now, I mean, I, um, I perform, I record, I teach private voice lessons to kind of keep my vocal chops up. But like it's been really nice to basically work is work, but it doesn't feel like a slog right. it's just like it's enjoyable and i know that it's enriching in so many ways for myself and the people i get to work with well so. sunny sweeney was just in town she told this story about she's on willie nelson's channel on series <laughs> cool. and i guess what happened loretta lynn broke a kneecap oh damn and she filled in for her. loretta lynn called her up <laughs> and she's like hey darling uh thanks a lot she's talked about songwriting all she said magic words write what you know yeah, so Sonny would joke and say, that's why all my songs are about alcoholism and bad relationships. Yeah. <laughs> but that's oh, really, God. I think it's two things. It's write what you know and write what you see. 
Yeah, I I think well that's I think that's any not just songwriting that's like any any writer like any author will tell you that too write what you know uh, unless you're like very very well researched. Mm. Yeah, I'm like okay if you read okay, yeah what read. Hemingway wrote about drunks. Yeah, I mean some people some writers go really overboard. They'll have stacks of books try to for the accuracy, but like you'll find like sci-fi horror. It's all allegories about like what like I asked Anne Rice one time when she was in town. Yeah, that uh, is this an is vampirism like an allegory for addiction? Because it seems like that. It's because I know, like, hey, that's pretty much. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't what it was? That. She thought it was a good mm. point. She gave me a picture of her with her German Shepherd, even so. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So yeah, what well, about what about? I would have loved all this one second. I would have loved to say, you know nothing of my work. <laughs> you, know, you know nothing about work. What do you talk? Then yeah. security, get this guy. Don't out. stroke me. Yeah. No, Greg, what we, Greg, what we say? Don't touch me. Yeah. Yeah. So what? I know. I was just going to ask. Like, so with opera, I mean, you really mm-hmm. must have to learn projection, obviously. Yeah. And so, how does that? Oh, translate oh, to your strength. Do I have a story? Your, yeah. You know, so, diaphragm well, strength and whatnot. Okay, so let me paint the picture for you. Now, um, okay, well, you learn, the beauty is the human voice is so different um, than instruments, as, uh, other instruments, it, it, as far as, like, frequency and tone and timbre. The very reason, like, it's, it's just an amazing phenomena that a single human can sing to a house of 3,000 people over a 100-piece orchestra and right. be heard. Like, the... The human voice is an amazing instrument that's really specific um, right. oh, yeah. in, in how it operates. Um, it's uh, the thing is we are all we are all very capable, or most I should say most people are very capable of um, using your your airflow, using your body as an instrument to its fullest capacity in order to project to a hall that big mm-hmm. um, or bigger. Yeah, I mean, so the, the the beauty is it has helped me out immensely in um, singing, not just in recording and being able to do all sorts of different styles of music, whether it's jazz, like I do, I'll sing at weddings, I'll do pop, I'll do country, I'll do metal, whatever. It's handy, but it's even handier when you're at a three-hour gig and your PA system shuts down in the first hour. Just right. like, it shorts out. <laughs> I can do this. Because of the heat. So I got, I stood I on a this. chair, stood on a table, stood <clears throat> on a chair, outside, <clears throat> and there's 50 people, and I just like sang for two two hours for the rest wow. of the set. Uh, unmiked. Oh, and I uh, can tell, cool. I'm sure you <laughs> could tell tons of stories. I've seen like friends playing when they're PA. Oh, yeah. The drums the are usually the only thing that survives, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so the, the thing is, like, it was it was too hot out. It was, like, 90 degrees, and for some reason, my PA system was like, and oh, I'm done. It? Yeah, I've, I've seen <laughs> done. one of those shows. I had shows. that happen. If it, has a, if it has a power sink in the back, an amplifier thing, they overheat if you don't put a fan on them. Yeah. I've heard also certain types of guitars, like Greg Townsend has, like, a 61 Silvertone. The weather messes really? with it massively. Yeah. Well, I just had, like, I had my, well, my it's only a piece seagull, of wood. and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. So I don't know what happened. I think it was, it was just a... It it worked fine after that. I think it was honestly something to do with the venue. Greg, have you ever yeah. seen any Power. operas? <clears throat> well, when I was a kid, we used to go to this thing they had in Rochester, the Opera Under the Stars. You ever? Oh, cool. You know what? That? I don't even know about it was that. At the, one. I it know was Shakespeare at the, Under the Stars. Yeah. It was at the Highland Bowl. Oh, very. Oh, cool. same thing. So every every summer they would have these operas. Do you remember any of them? No. No, but I remember the. I mean, I remember Real memorable going. experience. Well, see, that's the thing. I remember you think going. Honestly, like, I you remember, just don't remember. What, the I would think no. if you're a kid, what you're going to remember is the. They're telling the story I with like the it. costumes yeah. and stuff. 
That's yeah. probably what you're gonna. Well, it's like a visual. It's a, it's a, the beauty of opera is that it's a spectacle in every sense of the word. Like and it's the it's like yeah, the storytelling. It takes the mundane and it makes it absolutely absurd in the best way. It's just yeah. so fun to watch. I mean, like everything from like. Opera is just about power, sex, and money. Like that's it, and right. like, like that's it. When people are like, "Opera is so stuffy," I'm like, "Have you seen one?" Because like, there's a 15 minute mad scene of this woman who like is her brother forces her to marry this guy as a family thing and tells her that the love of her life is dead when he's not. She finds out he's alive, and so she murder. She goes mad and murders her newfound husband <laughs> in a fit of madness, and then walks into the ballroom covered in blood and sings just like, I, like what? Nice. That's one of my <laughs> jokes. It's like. Traditional marriage. Yeah. Traditional marriage. Traditional marriage. She's cool. I'll sell my daughter for five cows. <laughs> but I had the one, like, I went to the Bolshoi, and it's like I saw somebody oh, cool. stole my scarf in the cloakroom. Oh, no. So somebody in Russia has my scarf. One uh, of the scarves, yeah. Which is kind of cool. I think that led to the revolution. Yeah. But I hope they hung themselves. All I knew was it was like a story Hi, about the devil. Like somebody's making, it wasn't Faust, I don't think. It was like a deal with the devil. Oh, yeah. That's probably it was like Faust. really cool. And I saw, <laughs> I saw Hansel Faust. and Gretel here. They ah, played like over this, like, and it, but the, what they did That's was so they mixed the London one, like the English one, with the French one. So they talk Whoa. about I see a mousy that part. Mousy. Well, what's funny? Well, it's a German opera. Yeah. yeah, so, well, I, maybe but that's a the French weird, version. Yeah, well, there's, they, there's they like three different, different versions yeah. than they did. Because one of my friends, remember, they asked me the questions about, but it was really fun. Mm. And we were like, are they really eating the candy? Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen that Grimm Brothers movie with Heath Ledger? And yeah, the that, Brothers Grimm. That was well, a I, great movie. I have like a question. Yeah. You well, you probably won't. You're, you're like, we're like a thousand and you're like. <laughs> but, I'm, like I'm a hundred years old. You, you're a thousand years yeah, old. Do you, know, do you know who studied opera? Somebody you probably know of, an actor from a show you probably watched, who I know had, Pat a, Benatar, had a dude. chance to study <laughs> so did opera. Alanis Morissette? Yeah, had a chance to study opera. He said it was a great opportunity, but I guess he didn't take it because he had to support himself. I had James you. Oh. Dew. James Dewan from Star Trek. Oh, James Dewan. Oh, really? That's so Who interesting. Are you I was, I was going to say, uh, what's his face from, like, uh, uh, on that Discovery Channel, Dirty Jobs or something like that? Yeah, Hard Jobs? Yeah. Like, where he just... Well, got, I gave it, such great clues. You know that guy? Yeah, guy? <laughs> yeah, that was so specific. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was an, he's an opera singer, too, oddly enough. Still still practicing. That Scottish guy from Star Trek. Well, you yeah. could have said that. So I, would've. Would've. <laughs> I think you would have got that one. <laughs> I'm well, not he's a really Trekkie. Canadian, I, I never, though. So I never watched Star Trek, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But, like, in your... Oh, God <laughs> damn it. You're supposed to turn your phone off. Rob. <laughs> his, his, his phone goes off. All I mean, he's time. looking at his phone throughout the show. What are you? Excuse me, guests. I, I have to go now. I, I, <laughs> the stuff we've had happen. We've had guests like bring That's misguessed. She yeah. <laughs> beer in here and everything but who are yeah. some of your influences because i always see like i say it's like a, a cornucopia of these songs where i pick up one thing i always say you take a lot of elements and make it your, your own yeah so i mean like i have a <laughs> i have a lot of influences um yeah my uh, that's something that i'm trying to like now write more songs in a more like pick a genre and write a lot of songs in that genre and then after i've kind of worked on a, a body of work now i'm working on something else i can't define you what i do Simply, is like you're, you're yeah. on the list where i say you're really good it's like the mighty high and dry they're like americana rock i'd say but like, i like, just say indie folk because go it's see like, her because she, i don't know we like, had a big argument it wasn't an argument but i actually had a talk with chuck salvaggio yeah that's funny well we were talking about okay what's folk it's like my friend yeah. Ben Mori. He just won Depends what country the best folk. <laughs> and I yeah. said, Ben, I vote for you, but I don't, you're not really, you're more alternative. The thing, the thing about folk music, I mean, if you really want to, it's just, it's just 
what's come out of the ether. It's just passed down usually oral tradition, and then you're like. Yeah, I was saying that's that I had, a, I had like, a friend like who, some yeah. classical music could be considered folk. By I had a friend who Scarborough Fair, and she was saying to me, "I messed up the lyrics." So it's like the song's like centuries old. They changed the lyrics There's so many times. It's Go in like I love seeing like, orange. I love to see oranges. Like with green sleeves, there was like the myth that Henry the Eighth wrote it. Huh. He was heads up above the others, like the oh, writer for. But they don't know. They think he wrote it, but you go through like Whiskey in a Jar. It's supposed to be a song called The Highwayman, or like the old blues songs. Yeah. Gallows Pole, Gallows Pole. And you adapt it. It's like if I said something to somebody, you know, by the end, mm-hmm. it's like completely, it's like, oh, well, the purple like tortoise ran across the road. Yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah. Well, like folk music is like a game of, te- a really the long game of telephone. But, um, I, I guess I guess uh, I I have a lot of influences from a lot of places because I grew up in a very musical household. I went to music school. I listened to a lot. Like I kept work at work, so to speak. I didn't listen to opera in my free time. I listened to a lot of other things. And so, like, yeah, jazz, funk, sixties uh, revival, big big influence for me. Um, and then uh, you know, classical music somehow weaves its way in there because it's just an inherent in how I sing. Um, I try not to sound like an opera singer who's singing folk. That's the only difference. But, um, yeah, I got a lot of different influences. I think I'm just trying to hone like in a on rolling like, where, where, do you sit, where do you yeah. sit on vibrato? Yeah, what, what do I sit on vibrato? Yeah, is it illegal? Is it taboo? Oh, what oh is it? <laughs> vibrato. Okay, here's the thing about vibrato. I mean, this is coming from my, my teacher uh, hat, so to speak. Um, vibrato is just a signal that you are singing with without hindering your voice and your airflow. Like, it's truly, like, vibrato, when it's, unmanufactured comes out healthfully because your voice is completely free you can learn how to stop it and like do like ah versus ah like learn how to stop your vibrato healthfully as well um most people will pinch and and tense their vocal cords to do that and that's just not what you should be doing um but uh vibrato i think Used as a garnish in pop music is great. If you're just singing with a goat voice, it's not great. You know, okay. <laughs> like it has its time and place. I mean, I always thought it was like, well, if you're warbling on your note, you kind of do vibrato to kind of fudge it a little bit. Yeah. You know? Well, I, well, that that's just that's just fudging it. Vibrato, yeah. <laughs> vibrato, vibrato shouldn't be used to like necessarily fudge the note. Um, that that would be we we we, we call that kind of vibrato a wobble right. um where like it's like a uh, uh, like, yeah. and it's like some some the older you get opera singers the older they get um sometimes develop a wobble and we sometimes joke it's like wow that wobbles wobbles so big you can drive a truck through it yeah. like, you know, like, i never thought of it like but like i, I really love ballet i just i love it as an it's artist. amazing it's awesome. to me yeah. yeah it's beautiful it's great and i'm thinking like you're pretty much like it's like Logan's run though, isn't it? Like by the time you're thirty, you're pretty much. But like for opera, I was thinking how long? Because I know my dad it's used to love call. to watch like Pavarotti. And yeah. Things like Can you pretty much as long as you stay keep it healthy? Yeah. You don't... So opera is about the long game. Um, it's not like pop music where like some people will say like, oh, you're you're old. You're old if you're a thirty year old pop star. You're only but as good like, as your ass. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mick Jagger. <laughs> like, I remember Mick Jagger yeah. used to say, "I won't be shaking my ass at 40. He's like, I'll skip it at 40. I'll do it yeah. when I'm 80. Yeah, there you go. But, like, <laughs> right. no, but the thing about opera is, like, you, um, again, uh, about just vocal health in general, it's important to, to keep your uh, voice in shape. But your voice uh, just doesn't mature fully until your 30s or 40s. So, like, technically speaking, like, I'm still very very young when it comes to the opera world where like I wouldn't be having a full-blown career um, in my late 20s. Like, I shouldn't. Like, people would be like, oh, it's just, your career is just 
barely starting when you're in your late 20s. And then, like, in your 30s and 40s, that's when your peak is. And then your 50s and 60s and 70s. Like, if you, sometimes in your 70s, yeah. if you if you can keep um, keep your voice in good shape, like, you can have it for the rest of your life. So this yeah. is, like, yeah. and like, Greg, he writes, like, he'll write, like, what? Like, I always say, he writes really good songs, but he writes, like, three a year. <laughs> Do you, well, like, do you, in a way, you have to, like, does it just the inspiration come to you? I think, uh, so that's funny. So I, just from I, being alive. There's, like, different, there's, yeah, from, just from being alive, like, inspiration will come to you, right? But, like, those kind of songs arrive, and, and they're like a train. If you are if you don't catch the train, it's gone. Right. Like, and so those kind of songs are few and far between. The kind of songs that hit you, and in 10 minutes, it's completely written, and you don't need to edit it. It's perfect. Like, oh, my God, it's a full song. Very rare. Thank but you. It, thank you for uh, Yeah, you're like, oh, my God, the muses. Thank you so much. Uh, the genius that has arrived. Thank you so much. But, like, most of it, of the time, you have to put yourself in the way of inspiration. So, like, Stephen King would say, it's like, you just show up every day and write. Um, for Like, that's just what he would do. And, like, same thing for songwriters. Like, Jeff Tweedy has a book about it. Like, you show up every yeah, day and you write. Like, that's just what you, that's what you do. The Artist's Way, that book by J- uh, um, Julie Cameron, like, she'll t- like, show up every day and write. Like, you have to put yourself in the way of inspiration because um, the idea, there's an ancient idea of of what genius is today we think of genius as like oh he's genius she's genius everyone's genius yeah like the person themselves is a genius no genius the ancient idea of what a genius is is like it's a spiritual being or a supernatural spirit that meets you halfway like you have to show up and be there ready to write with your guitar in hand and sometimes the spirit shows up and sometimes it doesn't but at least you showed up and did your half of the work isn't that like 90% of everything's just showing up just show the hell you know that's a lot of and I also think artists are a little different in a way the way they look at things like you could look at like my friend greg townsend he writes he sees he sees a sign atm inside nobody else would care writes a song atm inside he's going out <laughs> see somebody throws a cigarette out of the car writes the song sparks on the highway i love yeah. that song i have yeah. an idea yeah. that's cool well that's the thing is like i go on and like i'm sure a lot of other artists can attest to this too like going on inspiration walks like the other day i was walking this woman was just like pushing aside the leaves to plant bulbs and then I like went home and I wrote a song about like planting a garden and it was like very metaphorical um, I was like but you like, should see the tortoises over yeah. there somebody's got tortoises that walks around <laughs> but Herb Smith he wrote a song about like walking down like a path and he said okay when you hear the one thing it's the chipmunks going by yeah. so that's how you text do it painting. text painting like, yeah, Greg like, writes songs about yeah. like just bang your head or whatever well, <laughs> I did write a bunch of songs after breaking up with somebody it's, it is yeah, very good inspiration thing. oh yeah, yeah. I wrote like 10, 15 songs on Oh, this, Heartbreak this. is also not only a great inspiration, but it's a great way to process it, too. Like, right. whatever you're going through, it's a, it's a way to process but what you're going through. I want to go back to something you said earlier, mm-hmm. like, mainly with, like, your parents. Because um, I remember when I was in grammar school, back when they had all these great programs, we used to go to the Eastman, mm-hmm. and they'd have us just, they'd have these things for kids where they'd introduce the orchestra and show you what's what, mm-hmm. and... And and then, you know, that thing with the hopper under the stars. And I was like, you know, you're exposed to the stuff whether you realize it or not. Oh, yeah. And and if you don't like it, you just, your brain shuts it off. But if you do like it, your brain internalizes it, and then you run with it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're like, man, I like that. That's the thing that's making sense to me. So, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's, that's, the thing is, kids need to be exposed to lots of things. Oh, yeah. Okay, sports. Okay, this ain't for me. Oh, I love sports. It depends. But you should at least try stuff and be exposed oh, to things yeah. instead of everybody now, cut this, cut that, you know, cut the arts, <laughs> cut this, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, I'm that's something I'm very grateful for is that my parents just, like, let me soak up whatever it was that I was interested in. They didn't ban any books or ban any no, instruments. No, I was like always uh, lucky yeah. about that. Yeah, right? I, that's why I had a reading level, like, over, like, almost, like, last year in high school when I was in third grade because they let me read anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, sp- like, kids are sponges. Yeah, you, it was like I stuck at a desk by myself yeah. during. But I said, one, have you ever had anybody come up to you after a show Say how much a song touched them and been completely wrong about what it's been about. Oh God, yeah. I mean, what's funny is like, I have a friend. I have a friend who like will ask me like, "So what's this song about?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. Honestly, and, like, or, like, or like, I'll be like, it's kind of about this. It was inspired by this. I honestly, the rest of it is up to you.'" And he's like, "I hate that answer. Like, I hate that it's after interpretation." And then I have other friends who are like coming up with interpretations where I was like, they're like, okay, it's, it's, it means this, and this this song that you wrote is like this, and it, I, I definitely identify with this and that and the other because of this in my life. I was like, wow, those are ideas I've never had. Like, <laughs> I, had I should write a like, song inspired had, by your interpretation. Had, well, I, meant, I meant that to them, obviously. <laughs> I had yeah, my friend playing piano. Yeah. My friend playing yeah. piano. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I went up afterwards, I'm like, you play Autumn Leaves. It was really good. I was like, how do I play <laughs> but now we have this is was this your first album my hands are on that fire is, a, is my first and so far only album and that was my quarantine project that was my how uh, did this come about this, uh that in, that was that came about when i dropped out of, when I, yeah when i dropped out of uh eastman i started working <laughs> some of those songs were recorded on a dinky like blue yeti usb mic um i knew that when i was listening to it yeah <laughs> You knew it? No. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, that's bullshit. It sounds it like a sounds big good. triola. What are you talking about? It's like, yeah. but like, nice. but like, I just, just, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, my friend took those, and I, you know, I, if anything, it was a big effort of just like seeing how I could take all these songs that were just coming out of me at the time, like because it was such an, a transformational period in my life, going after this dream of being an opera singer for 10 years and then totally doing a 180 and being like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Do they have like a theme uh, you know? like that? So. I'm, well, like, I a, don't know. I could barely understand your vocal. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's a cool dress. Like, if anything, like Greg likes your dress. Oh, thank I like you. It. I like. <laughs> the, I like my dress too. Um, if anything, again, up to interpretation. I guess it's just about. It's like for me, it's a time capsule of that period of my life. Those songs mean certain things to me because they were written in a very short time period. But um, and they also stylistically are all over the map. It's very raw. Yeah, and yeah. I, think, I keep saying I that about like, seeing yeah, you. Like, I think for any, if anything, for that debut album, that's kind of the purpose of a debut album or like a first time project is like you could just like have fun and make it whatever and when I it, I didn't have an audience <laughs> so I could do whatever the hell yeah. I wanted like who the hell am I pleasing myself and that's it like I'm just gonna do what I want and make music I, that I, I think love what you and, do is you know. like for pure art you just do your best of what you want to do and you hope it resonates with people totally and so far and so otherwise good. you can tell I always could tell like you see some bands play like I've seen some and you know they're just going through the motions for the money and then I see the passion yeah you know the difference. Now you're doing. I saw that video for butterflies. How was it like? We dancing around in the sand. Yeah, yeah. No, that was. I would like falling on my face yeah. <laughs> like, like a hermit crab when it came out. Shit. <laughs> yeah, no. God, I, if anything, uh, those were fun. Those were like summer summertime projects. I had never done like music, like serious music videos before, and I was like, I think I need to add the visual element to what I'm doing now, especially since like I'm more established and I have more like a, a bigger audience than I had when I first had the album come out. So, and now now people see your music before they hear it. So it's like, I want to be able to have a visual element um, that gets people excited about like, oh, I want to follow this person. And it's see, hard and, these like, days because that's stuff. like the, like we try to get these out as soon as we do them because what happens is like if you do a show, Gregor, you do a show, you know, 
you have to keep drilling it in because people's attention spans are. Oh my god! Now, yeah, I have my, now, I have my calendar. Times. I have my calendar all right. Then it's like, who the hell's playing? I can't read this. Yeah, but like you have to. Yeah, you have to repeat yourself you, at least twelve times yeah, before you, someone. You feel like action, you're like doing it yeah. too much, but. No, people have that attention span. It's like two weeks, not even. Yeah, It's yeah. like, I'll talk to you. Oh, look, there's a chip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, two weeks is two minutes. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah I think like, we're, it's too yeah. much overload now. I think that's the thing. There's just oh, yeah. so much, like, everything out. overloaded. And I'm, over, I'm overloaded. Honestly, I, I I'm had over the thing. It. I was out, I at the, I was out one time at the anymore. game house one time. We're having dinner. And we're looking. It's like, and we don't want to nose in on anybody. But you can't help but you look. There's this table. You know? They're all texting each other right at the table. Oh, that's so sad. It is. That's so sad. That's like answering a, a pop-up ad. Like, Man, if I buy something from the site, they'll quit bugging me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'll go out. Like, I have to go for long walks. I don't take my phone. It'll just be out. It's like you're in the twilight zone. Nothing's going to bother you. Nothing. <laughs> Not if you're, yeah, you know, no. anything else. So if that's... anything, like, it's, it's a really... Um, Social media is uh, the bane and the blessing of my existence when it, it comes is, to my career because it's yeah. helped me get a, a much larger fan base and actually be able to travel and do music in other cities where I know no one and like I just kind of meet people through Instagram or Facebook and be like, hey, can I play with you? Can I stay at your house? Can <laughs> can we like tour together? Whatever it is. And I go and I end up having a really amazing networking experience because of social media. But right. at the same time, it's also like, wow, you have to keep up with it in order for the algorithm to be in your favor. And we're, we're all just we're all becoming slaves to computers in that way. Right. Where computers are ruling how we interact with each other and like how often people see our content or see what we're doing and it's caused some negative it stuff has, too absolutely. all the folks that are out there and yeah. the cowards yeah. that say bad and then also stuff. people you know unfortunately know killing themselves people, and like my, cyberbullying and my things like that on, too my idea on that is like if I see anybody going up there they got the guts to perform do it bravo it might not be my yeah. cup of tea but I'm not criticizing yeah yeah. You know, I can't do it. That's why I do this stupid show yeah. <laughs> I will I will say though I'm amazed it took a while but from the earliest Microsoft, Bill Gates stuff, yeah. I mean, I always joke about this. I say Bill Gates is, has ruined the world. But what I mean by that is kind of like what you're saying, Sally. But the thing is, think what they did. These guys, <clears throat> Steve Jobs and all those guys, they were going to connect the world. We're going to connect. And they did. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's hardcore. a Herculean task, <laughs> but yeah. they did it. You know yeah, what I love, yeah. too? Like, I, I don't road trip as much anymore, especially after the, the C word in 2020. <laughs> but I would, like, take trips, like, out to Weedsport, Ithaca, see my friends play. I would like to observe with somebody I know who I've seen play many times the response for people who've never heard them. Yeah. It's like the look on the faces. Honestly, or... that's, like, been something that surprises me every time because sometimes these, these places that I play at that, like, People will come out and have seen me multiple times or friends come out. It's a very much like a really chill, like, oh, yeah, cool. It sounds great, Sal. Like, like, I think you said when then, I was at this, like, you'll get your phone asleep. Yeah. I, I, like, well, <laughs> it wasn't I just, your music. It was no. I was like, everyone was so exhausted. It was also like 100 degrees outside. But <laughs> I, I was at a brewery for the first time out in Geneva a, lot, a, a couple of weeks ago. And I, it was just such a warm reception. No one had heard of me there. And I actually had the most fun with, with audiences who have never heard me because I get to just, like, create this persona of, like... Here, you never heard me. Let's just make it extra. Like, let's make this like, extra Sally Louise times ten right. today. You come and, out like, like dressed know. in like a guar or something. Yeah. 
like, like covered in, I don't know, like some crazy colors and makeup. And no, I come out and just like, I just amp up my personality a lot. And that's it. And it's great. With my friends in the audience, I can't necessarily do that. I can, but they'll be like, that wasn't genuine. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we know, right? we know the real you. Yeah, it's but I don't know. It's, a, it's, all, uh, it's all part of the act, I guess. Um, not to say that I'm in, uh, not a genuine, authentic person on stage. But oh, you it is, very much it are. Is, it is a, it's a personality. But you have, you have to, to be a performer. And that's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. See, like, I, think you're, the I always thing say that, yeah. like, I tell people, I say, like, they're naturals up there. And I've like, told some people, like, I don't even know what I do up there. Yeah. No, you're natural. It's so funny. Well, like, okay, it's, I, it was, this summer I got it open for Chris Isaac. And I got to be up close and personal. Because oh, I nice. have to admit, okay, is Chris, you're going to kill me on this oh, one. His Christmas know. album's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard his Christmas album. I, I have also, a guilty I'm pleasure. Jewish. I don't, I don't really care. I'm like a pagan, but I like yeah, how yeah, 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 no, well, you have a literal Christmas sweater on. But like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap, yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, well, Brian Wilson. Yeah, yeah, where was that? It's November This 6th. was actually, he played, <laughs> this is when he played, uh, at the auditorium, he was great, except he, he walked off stage one time because he was here at the Frowns. <laughs> Where well, was that gig? The, well, that was that was the uh, beginning of August this summer at Point of the Bluff, and it was oh, a very nice. it was my first time opening for such a large act, um, and to be close with his like close and personal with his crew and with the band, and I got to meet him and talk to him a few times throughout the afternoon, oh, um, nice. and it was really amazing because like to to talk to them, they're all just like you know kind of a boys club you know good old boys club they're right. just talking talking shit and hanging out and it was right. super 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 easy to talk to them um and joke around and, like you know shoot the shit and then they went on stage so i finished my act talked with them for a bit then i saw them play and they were just telling these stories and i go off stage and i ask them about it and they're like oh it's a bunch of it, guy this is just all entertainment none of the stories are true um yeah. <laughs> or they're like they're like twisting the truth you know like they'll take the truth a grain of truth and then they'll twist it a bit to make it way more entertaining right. um and i'm like oh like i mean that's what i do to a certain extent I've i of heard course can't even tell like these, i'll have you know. like friends tell stories about college yeah and it's become like like oh, like, oh remember that one time yeah. we ran from like the security because we had the keg yeah it turns into like a cross-country chase yeah it's mythological that's kind of the beauty of it like bob dylan takes a lot of that without having to say anything he just proliferates a lot of mysterious um ideas and stories about himself and people play along with it and it's uh, oh he's like i read a book of his interviews and i think he like i think if you met him and really knew him or friends he'd be a really cool dude oh yeah but i think he likes to play with you Oh yeah, like the way he, he talks well, he about has a stuff. Whole, the the magnifying glass of the world on him. Yeah, you know, and he so. just tries to like play a character. And the last time I saw him play, he was great too. And I've seen oh, him when yeah. he's not been great, so I probably <laughs> won't see him again. I saw him last year, and I, I was—it was just very powerful in his his vocal performance. Now he's really played—I cool. I, heard—I guess he can't play guitar anymore. No, because, only piano. So he played keyboard. Mm-hmm. He got up a little. Yeah, he only got out from behind the the he upright. Did, like Scarlet like, Street. Yeah, but it was it was. It was just, um, if anything, to go back to, like, the personality on stage, like, he he's, has, you know, 60 years of a, 60 plus years of a career behind him, and, like, he doesn't have to, you know, in his early career, he just created that mystery, and, like, that was yep. the, that was the foundation for it all. Not that I'm out here trying to create mystery for myself. Yes, you are. It's just, <laughs> oh, yes, who am well, I? I am but, like, like yeah. it's, it's more like, you just have to take Take everything you take from a performer with a grain of salt. They're showing you what they want to show yeah. you, and and that's that. You don't oh, know who they actually are. I could tell people. you this because yeah. my brother knew the Cramps. He knew like Jeffrey Lee Pierce from Gun Club, all of them. Mm-hmm. Off stage, you see the Cramps, the crazy, you know, looks cutting himself up. Jesus Christ! It's humble, humble, quiet, shy. It's mm. a performance, and I use drag queens as an example a lot because every drag queen I've known that's like a superhero. It's like 
they're flamboyant, you know them off stage. They're like, they're super chill, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, like, that's just in general. Yeah. It I, is, though. Yeah, but go. this has been great, Sam. We could yeah. go on for five hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting, right? It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's guys. been really cool, but we are a really big treat. No, it's not Greg juggling. What? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Wow. So, oh, no. Yeah, what's coming up? Yeah. What's coming up? I know we just had a lot of Willpower's last show, and that went really good. It did. We had a lot of old friends and fans come, and uh, you know, Frank DeBlaze was there, and uh, Steve Pizzuto from Five Head, he made it, and we had some other people that I hadn't hey, seen in a Pizzuto. while. Hey, tell Pizzuto, Pizzuto says he's going to be on the show soon, he better come out. Um, <laughs> I, I'll hustle on that one. Um, yeah, but we had a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while, which I was glad that Paul made it, Paul and his wife made it. But anyway, yeah, it was great, and uh, you know, we did well, and the people were dancing a lot, which is always a good thing. For me, that always makes me feel good. I'm sorry when I come to your shows, you know I'm not doing that. Because I always feel like as a, as a guy providing the yeah. groove or whatever. And I think Sally would get be like, up dancing, Sally would be like this is a, what the hell are they dancing to this song for? I know. Well, yeah, some people just like to move around to anything. So, I mean, there is that. But Unless you're like at the good. bug jar and like some bands, they start slam dancing, then in the background, forget that. <laughs> yeah. See the moshing during your songs? Like, what? It went oh. good. It was bittersweet. but You know what it is? Yeah. I think, you know, sometimes it just... Things run their course, like with bands, like not with solo performers. This is actually one last question I'll ask you too, because I actually asked Lily Wynn over this. It's like this is funny. It's like, okay, do you prefer? Okay, can you collaborate or you prefer yourself? She's like, no, I just want to work myself. Do you prefer just doing your own stuff or I, collaborating? I, as of now, I've just been a solo artist because it was convenient, especially in during the pandemic. Um, but I actually just started. Like literally last night, had our first band practice with like the people who are. Well, now you're part of my you band, know so. you're in Rochester, so you have to at least be in five bands. <laughs> <in> Rochester. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It's so funny because they're like, uh, I'll have people come up and like, oh Sally, like oh Sally Louise, oh, so how's this project going? I'm like, it's not a project, it's my life's work. Like, yeah, that's, I know. it's literally who I am. It's yeah. my real name. Like, I, I, I don't. I, I'm, that's this become is not a, a euphemism. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to say yeah. my like, band. Is, my you project. Know? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. This is this is who I am. No, and you project. are. You're like a true artist. You're like. You're, you're like you're really yards pure. It comes from oh, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate it. And so, but talk about that. Uh, I'm just buttering you up so you do a good song. Uh, oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, no pressure. Yeah, I'm in a lot of. I'm in many bands only because I like to play different kinds of music, and I don't want to be tied down to one thing. Yeah. So I look for different things where I can show that I like this and I like that. Yeah. So waiting on that polka band. Waiting on that polka band. But what are you going <laughs> to pick? Something, whatever you want to play, you can play. Oh so. yeah, I will. I will. I'll play something. I I need to think about what I want to play. Actually, I haven't oh the drama. Yet. Nobody yeah. can take no this. Oh, but, right. but we'll the, be right back after this. So, right? last <laughs> thing, though, where are you playing? What's coming up? What's coming up? Oh okay. And how well, we can hold you on this? Yeah. You know, the so funny media. And uh, such. If you'd mm-hmm. like to to help the humans win against the algorithm, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my website all Sally Louise Sings SallyLouiseSings.com uh, and uh, on YouTube as well same, same handle Sally Neato Louise Halloween Sings. costumes cool. I saw in your story oh god Jesus Christ yeah those are all improvised <laughs> I hate Halloween if I'm being completely honest I don't wear them like I just I'm at the point like I had to walk in I had to do a couple things like I'm not dressing yeah up, no know. well it's funny is I, I had a I had a Halloween masquerade at the Eastman house for the, the cocktail revival that I was doing so one of those costumes was actually for a gala and it wasn't really a costume but um, I have a job I'm a part of a jazz duo. I have a show with uh, Gordon Webster at the Daily Refresher on Thursday, oh. November 17th, 79. Oh, awesome. Ooh, that's my birthday. Yeah. Have to come. Go, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll sing happy birthday to you in a very jazzy jazzy way. There you go. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the next day, I'm at Noble Shepherd uh, Brewing. And then the next day after that, I'm uh, opening for Smilo and the Ghost at Geneseo Jam Kitchen. 
And, uh, exactly. yeah. I actually, now I'm, I'm going to say something. I'm going to mm-hmm. say I'm not going because every time I do, something bad happens. Oh, no. Okay, so, yeah. Stay away. Unquote, stay away. Literally, yeah. Buzzer was going to play. I'm getting in my car, 40-minute drive. He had to postpone. Uh, literally 15 minutes, I'd have to go. Andy did played. Did his robe get dirty? What happened? I don't know what happened. <laughs> but then, like, you know, Andy played. It was like. It was like the winter storm from the apocalypse. Yeah. So. God, yeah. Well, I got stuck in that yeah that winter storm. I, so, that's when I got my snow. My we, I don't stuck. think we'll hear a song about yeah. snow, but she can no. play with us. I guess I, I'll thanks play whatever to, I want. But thanks but again, thank Sally. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Greg. As always, thank you. Yeah, yeah. my and, pleasure. Yeah. This is an unreleased tune. It's called "All He Does Is Smile." Corners of my mind Hearts on lock Cause we're in time Dress my body Head to toe Mind rewind And just let go I told my friends That we're in Just put it together in every way, but you're staring at. 